Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. From Oak Cliff, Texas, put your hands together for the Malcolm X of comedy, ladies and gentlemen, Black Ron. in the building right now. We alive. We made it. We beat Corona so far. God damn it. One and oh. I don't, I don't know which round this is, but damn it. I done won. Shit, I'd been outside high-fiving people all day. I got my results back. Shit was more stressful than an HIV test. I was waiting on them damn coronavirus test things. They had stuck that long-ass shit in my nose, man. I was like, please, Jesus, don't let them tell me I got the cooties. Lord, this, this is the shit is the cooties. It took you back all the way to preschool. It's an invisible disease. You don't know if you got it, but if they tell you you got it, you got it. <laughs> what if I'm asymptomatic? Which means I feel fine, but I got it. I'm just walking around giving it to people and feeling fine at the same damn time. You patient zero. <laughs> I came up in a traditional South. You taught respect, you taught Christianity, you taught how to cook good and how to get your ass whooped a thousand different ways. There are so many different ways to get yourself toe out the frame as a little boy coming up in the South. I remember one time a mama came up to the school and called out my full government Christian baptized name, like Ronald Daly. And my mama was like, oh no, he'll be right back took me to the house, tightened my ass up like I was a loose radiator. I'm talking about my mama beat me like she was Bobby Fischer and I was the chess robot. My mama beat me like I was the last boss on the fighting game. And then took me back to school. Like, yeah, now go finish learning. Yeah, I learned a lot today, lady. Learned a whole lot. So what was your relationship like with your mom overall? Oh man, that's my girl. <laughs> Oh, we made it, man, through trials and tribulations. If you over 30, make some noise right now. Damn it, again, that's another one in our books. We've been trialing and tribulating this whole damn time. We had a hard life. If you over 30, we've been through a lot of shit. I mean, just look at our track record. I was born in 85. This shit has been a lot of shit. I was born cracked. Boom, off the muscle, let's get it going. Let's start your life with the crack war. How you like that? By the time you can walk, we gonna snatch down the wall in Berlin. You ready for that? Then we just gonna give you some bush. You ready? Gonna give you some bush. Then we gonna give you a war. We gonna give you a war for no reason at all. Then we gonna give you a white man with a saxophone. He gonna be the president. 
he gonna be the president, and then we gonna bring back basketball, and we gonna go win all the Olympics. Shit gonna be cool for a little bit. We got gangster rap. We gonna let that ride for a while. White people are gonna be nervous. Black men gonna throw up their gang signs with perfect iambic pentameter. We gonna give it to your ass for a little while, and then all of a sudden, Y2K. Get yourself ready. You scared? You're scared your life gonna end. Is your computer compatible? You remember when we was buying potted meat and bottled water? Resetting our VCRs for fucking nothing? You remember that? Y2K had us scared. That shit was 20 years ago. It's grown kids out here like, what the fuck are you talking about? VCR? What the fuck is a VCR? You're like, yes, I had to program that shit every time the lights went out. Otherwise, it would be 12 o'clock in my house all goddamn day. We grew up hard. Soon as we get ready to graduate high school, 2003, 2004, everything was wonderful. We had white people dancing off beat to crunk music. <laughs> Lil John and the East Side Boys had everybody representing their side, regardless of what your side was. Usher had white people in the club dancing with their shoulders. It was aggressive. Right? Y'all remember when y'all was in the club? Y'all was just in that motherfucker offbeat and smiling. Everything was wonderful. Right before we graduated, what happened? Worst thing ever happened to America, 9-11. We had just came from computers, and then they hit us with 9-11. We shook back, bought some tall tees, got some fitted jerseys and some throwbacks. Everything was good. Put a black man in office. Oh! Shit was beautiful. Yes, we did, and yes, we can. My president was black, my Lambo was blue. <laughs> Everything was going great. Life was once again doing what it was supposed to do, and then they hit us with yet another disease, Ebola. Ebola came back out of nowhere. Ebola had been gone since 81. Ebola went out with Pro Wings and the Atari. Ebola was been gone. Ebola was like, guess who back, bitch? Kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? Ebola. I'm killing every goddamn body. <laughs> then Ebola went away for a summer. Came back, H1N1. Ebola with a new jacket. It was only killing poor folks. You remember? H1N1 went away. Then they came back and said, West Nile virus. West Nile virus killing everybody by mosquitoes. Who was checking the mosquitoes' passports to find out <laughs> where the hell the mosquitoes came from? How you know these weren't East Nile mosquitoes? How you know you just gonna assume because the mosquitoes was from the Upper Nile region that they was West Nile? How these mosquitoes travel all the way across the Atlantic Ocean? I thought mosquitoes only lived two days. You mean to tell me in two days this mosquito flew from Egypt across the fucking Atlantic Ocean all the way to California and bit me and gave me the cooties. Then <laughs> they say only female mosquitoes bite. Who busting the legs open on these mosquitoes <laughs> and see what they working with? How do you know mosquito dick when you see it? Like, it's gotta be small. I know it. As if that shit wasn't enough. West Nile went away and they said Zika virus. Zika is out. Be careful. It's gonna give you a little head baby. <laughs> we was like, little head babies? They showed us pictures. Little head babies. We was like, oh my God, it'll bite you and give you a little head baby? <laughs> yes, don't go to Brazil. Don't plan no cruises. If it bites you, you're gonna have a little head baby. <laughs> what? 
a little head, baby. <laughs> Bitch, you heard us. Your baby will have a little head. <laughs> oh my God, Zika is out here. We ain't go nowhere for the Olympics. We ain't go to Brazil or nothing. We just let them people tell us little head babies was gonna keep us from the pool. We didn't do shit in 2016. We didn't swim, we didn't take poolside pictures, we didn't stay outside after 5.30. What they replaced the little head babies with? Killer bees, Africanized bees. What type of racist shit is that? Africanized, oh, so the bees, only because they wanna kill some shit, they Africanized. Okay, if they just wanted to come over and just take over your neighborhood, I guess they'd be Europeanized bees. <laughs> aggressive, want to kill your bees, they Africanized. Again, who was checking the passports on these bees? Anybody stop a bee, say, yes, we come over to kill everyone. <laughs> In my village, we kill five white people before you are a grown man. Somebody <laughs> check these bees. Soon as the bees was over with, here come Ebola again. Ebola and bad meat. Everybody go vegan. All the meat is bad. All the Netflix documentaries showing y'all the meat is bad. Don't watch that shit. I was eating a burger while I was watching this shit. I was, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Throw the burger away. Throw everything away right now. Let's just move to a farm and eat grass till shit grow. Oh my God, they are killing us with the medicine and the food and the water and the air and the sleep. Oh my God, you can't get no sleep. Because if you go to bed, you can't, you, you can't just fall asleep. So you're sitting there twiddling your feet. Now you got restless leg syndrome. Oh, my God. If you or anyone you know got restless leg syndrome, call this 1-800 number. And if you're breathing deep, you might have mesothelioma. Oh, my fucking God. They are killing us slow by slow, and we don't know what we're dying from. Before corona, they told us that some hornets had came over with killing on their minds. They was the murder hornets. These hornets kill you and walk away. They don't even run. They walk away, getting away with it. These hornets is big. You saw the hornets on YouTube. You watched it. Hornet big. He had shoes on. Big ass fucking hornet. These hornets was fucking a mouse up. They had three of them. Like, where you from, cub? And they had them. Oh, they stabbed them repeatedly. Shit, I think those Mexicanized hornets. <laughs> I don't think that, but that's what they'll tell you on Fox News. Well, I realize I grew up a, a statistical anomaly. Most black kids grew up in the 80s and 90s, grew up in a single-parent household or a strained relationship between their parents. I don't have that story to tell. You know, I grew up with both my parents in the house. Our house represented stability. You know, we had friends that would remark about stuff like, oh man, y'all, your family get along so great. So a lot of kids came over to our house, you know, looking back on it in hindsight, for peace and stability that they didn't get at their houses. You grew up in a, what people consider obviously a successful marriage. Mm-hmm. And you're not, you, were you ever married? Nope. So now I'm co-parenting. And when my daughter is with me, she's deeply immersed in, in my side of the family. So she gets to see what a close-knit family unit looks like. She just also understands that it didn't work out for her parents. But she has a mom and a stepdad in a well-rounded environment, which is ultimately what you want, you know. I'm a grown man for nothing. I got grown and realized that this version of grown man is no longer in style. 
I am exactly the man my father raised me to be, and I am the wrong fucking version. This shit is obsolete. This version of man is not the man that they want us to be out here. All I thought was I was being a man. Turns out my whole life I've been toxic. Never knew it. Don't know what the fuck it means still to this day, but I guess I am. I didn't know that dressing like a boy and wearing man clothes and being an old school man made you toxic. My whole life, I was just practicing to be an old nigga. I loved them. Old school black men were the best men I ever saw in my life. They were cool, they were smooth, and I practiced on how to be one. Soon as I turned 18, I went and bought old black men cologne. <laughs> I went and got some cool water. <laughs> some Aramis and shit. I went and got me some Dracar Noir. I just started putting it on all over everywhere and shit because I wanted to be one of them old men to dap you up and hug you when he let you go. You smell like him all on one side. <laughs> Couldn't wait to be one of them old school men that was a rustler. Y'all see him at the gas station and shit and one of them rustlers, you, he be like, what you say, se 77 cent? And then he got to go, he got to go rustle for it in his pocket. He got to go dig for it. He got just assorted shit in his pocket. Couldn't wait to be one. Old black men greet each other so fucking cool. Black men greet each other. It's always a step and some shit that rhyme and a dab that go with it. It's always smooth. Black like, Earl, shit, what's up, Clyde? Oh, man, ain't shit tell me about it, baby. Oh, I'm just trying to make it for these white folk. Take it, goddamn me. <laughs> step back and slide with it. Boy, I was just at the house just practicing. Got grown and then realized that man ain't in style no more. What's your point, Black Run? My point is we got grown for nothing. Yeah, let it sink in and hurt your feelings like it hurt mine. <laughs> this is not the grown-up life they promised us when we were kids. When we was kids, all we did was eat cereal and watch cartoons and say hopeful shit like, when I grow up, and, and we thought it was gonna be beautiful. And look, look what happened. This all we got. This, some bullshit. <laughs> Think about it, people, ain't none of us who you wanted to be. When you was a little kid, this ain't what the fuck you thought you was gonna be when you grew up. I'll go around the room. Sir, what you thought you was gonna be when you were a little boy? Astronaut. An uh, astronaut. And have you been to the moon recently, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Hell fucking out. What do you do? <laughs> you watch comedy shows with, 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 a, with, a, with a space saver with the moon on it and shit on your screen and shit. That's it. You got a bunch of astronauty shit at your house. You're probably a grown man with stars still on your ceiling because that's about all you're gonna get in life. Life fucked you, brother. My parents were immensely frugal, so my daddy cut our hair. And this shit was cool until I got to middle school. You get to middle school, and people start letting you know everything that's wrong with you. Now, luckily enough, I have a cousin who's a barber. Take it to the barbershop, and I found out what the barbershop really is. It's the, the meeting ground, it's the town square for all of these black men in the community. You're gonna learn, like, all about sports, which team ain't shit. You're gonna learn about music. You're gonna learn about way too many things that a young child is not supposed to be that well-versed on, but that's also the shit-talking for them. That's where you get your roast game together. So now that I'm a grown up, I'm at the barbershop just bullshitting one day for hours. So much so that the owner of the barbershop was like, yo, you pretty funny. I'm like, yeah, man, thanks. He's like, yeah, you should have been a comedian. I'm like, yeah, I hear that a lot. He's like, well, why you ain't never thought about being a comedian? Like, well, I thought about it, but 
You know, from Oak Cliff, bro, ain't no opportunities to be no comedian. He said, so I'm putting on a show for Shucky Ducky. You ever heard of Shucky Ducky? I'm like, of course. Shucky Ducky, it's quack quack, it's household name. He's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna let you open for Shucky Ducky. How about that? All from me just kicking the shit at the barbershop. <laughs> we watch TV every night and it's the same shit. We all watch it. They got a scared out here right now. Y'all watch the news. Ain't no secret to what's going on in America. Civil unrest. Everybody finally understands that racism is still alive and well in this country. Where the fuck you been all this time? We've been telling you over and over again, but hey, welcome to the party. <laughs> and now I finally get to see with my own eyes, finally on the news and on social media, the biggest gang in America finally getting brought to the light. It's the Karens. <laughs> this is the Karens. White women are the biggest gangsters on this fucking planet. And we have all known it. We've all known white people don't give a fuck, especially white women that tell you, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> white women that tell you, I don't give a fuck. Let a, dr a drunk white woman is a terrorist. <laughs> I'm telling you to your fucking face, because I want you to understand. Look at me, white woman. You're an animal. Thug. I know it. I know it. I've seen you. Drunk white woman with pee outside. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> to be a put in the bathroom next door to where she at. She don't give a shit. She'll slide down slow. I don't give a fuck. Hold my phone. I don't. <laughs> she ain't gonna catch her dress or nothing. She gonna pee on her feet like she digging up a strategy in the dirt. I won't come and touch you on your hair. Yes, you will, white woman. <laughs> I've had it happen to me too many times in life for you to tell me that I'm alive. Don't tell me about my struggles, white lady. Y'all just come up and catch yourself. Oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. How do you get it to do like that? And your friends will tell you, Stephanie, no, don't touch that man's hair. I don't give a fuck. It's just hair, Amber. <laughs> your hair is so nice. We all been standing in line before, patiently waiting in line. Big, big ass gangster come walking across in front of us and we tell her, excuse me, ma'am, we in line. She, I know, but I got just one question. <laughs> and we don't do shit, cause she a gangster. <laughs> they finally showing the gangsters. Where you from, homie, don't put nearly as much fear in my heart as, what are you doing over here? <laughs> you, you live over here? Oh, that shit send a goddamn chill down my spine. <laughs> Go home and try to watch a little TV, watch a little news. Same story over and over again. We adults, so we feel like we responsible people by watching the news. You're a grown up when you watch the news. You go home and you watch the evening news. Then you watch the nightly news. Yeah, your news program sounds something like this. Good evening, we begin our top story tonight with an apartment complex that caught on fire. Five people caught inside. More details on that in 10 minutes. But first, a story on the 405. Six car pileup. One of the cars caught on fire. More on that in five minutes. But first, we're going to send it over to Tim, who's going to tell us about the pets that we have for adoption tonight. Tell us about those puppies, Tim. you like, fuck them damn dogs. <laughs> Go back to the 405. I'm on the 405 right now. Tell me about that. <laughs> Then you switch the channel, want to watch a little fake TV, a little programming. You watch one of your favorite adult shows, like one of mine, Law & Order. But you got to say it correctly, Law & Orders, because there's more than one. They got criminal intent, they got regular Law & Orders, and then they got my favorite, SVU Law & Orders. 
And you got to call it Law and Orders because you can't watch just one of them. They like potato chips. You got to watch a bunch of them before you can go your ass to bed. They, and I understand why now because they don't never let the episode go all the way off. They cut the screen in half and one go off and another one come right the fuck back on right behind it. And the doom glooms freeze you. They, they stick you in place. You be going to do something important. Let me go check on the kids. Gloom, gloom. Nah, fuck it. Let me, let me catch just the first two minutes because if I don't, I'm going to be lost for the whole fucking episode. I don't know why we watch this show right now. These are televised rapes that we're watching every fucking week and we tune in like the story going to be new. Don't none of us in here write for Law and Orders, but we all could write for Law and Orders. The story is the fucking same every week. It's always a beautiful white woman, and she does something in the neighborhood, in the ghetto, like help young Negro children get their GED, or you know, she work at an at-risk youth center, or she's a substance abuse counselor, or something like that, and she always got a beautiful white woman name, like Miss Foster. <laughs> Miss Foster always last day of school, and she preaching to the kids. She'd be like, hey, when you go out this summer, don't forget what we worked on this year. I want everybody to maintain their summer reading list and remember, seize the day, seize your life. Yeah. My <laughs> bell ring and she high five and dab everybody on the way out and shit. She's an ally. She's the one we need in the community. Then they show Miss Foster breaking down her classroom, and then she get off in her little fuel efficient Prius and shit, and she drop one of them little at-risk Negroes off in the projects, and she just be pouring into his spirit. She be sitting in the car like, hey, I believe in you, Duntravion. <laughs> and he like, for real, Miss Foster, man? She like, hey, man, me and you. All right, now you get out there. Hey, seize the day. Seize your life, huh? Put it there, all right. Get out of here, man. <laughs> then Don Travion get out the car and disappear into the fog. It's always foggy in the projects for some reason. It's just the fog of poverty. It's just, it's just, it's just overcast with, with oppression over there in the low-income project unit that he live in. He just disappeared. And she skirt off and shit, and she go home, throw her little keys in a bowl and scratch the cat on the head put on a little workout outfit and go to Zumba and shit and work out for a little bit, come back to the house, slip on a little sexy cocktail dress. She never take a bath. They never show her ass <laughs> taking a bath. She just jump her mustache right off in a dress, feed the cat and go pub crawl for a little bit. They show Miss Foster at one bar, then another bar. She having a good time. She mingling and shit. And then for some reason, 1249 at night, Miss Foster ass, the only ass in the parking lot, by her damn self, head down in her phone, her heels be loud as shit on the concrete parking lot pavement floor, and she just <laughs> and she just all in her phone, and we all say to ourselves, they finna kill the shit out of Miss Foster. Oh, Miss Foster ass finna get it. They never show Miss Foster getting snatched and raped and murdered. No. Cut to next morning, another white woman jogging in the woods. Run right past Miss Foster ass and she wrapped up in plastic and shit with one of her panties on backwards and got a work boot on one foot and shit. And we all got to figure out who the work boot rapist is for the rest of the episode. And I made that shit up. But y'all sitting there like, damn, that's a good one. I ain't seen that one. That sounds good as hell. The work boot rapist? Shit, let me go DVR that. You know, being an entertainer gives you an excuse to barely be there, be a Santa Claus dad, only show up on birthdays and major holidays, drop a whole lot of money on them, and, and, and be that person. But if you really want to be a, a father, you got to be way more active than that. 
And this grind requires so much of you that you can't be as active as a parent as you would like. So then the time that you get with them is very precious. This year, with the shutdown and everything, it was four months in a row that I didn't get to see my daughter. And then I got to see her and actually spend some time with her for Father's Day weekend. Keep it going for Black Lives. When she came out the door and she's taller and she hugging you just as hard as you hugging her, and you understand what it is you're doing this for and who you're doing this for. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.